What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday. It is Wednesday the 13th, opening day in the NHL. So on today's show, what we're going to do, talk a little hockey. We are foregoing the college part of today. Usually Wednesdays are for college. Not today, my friend. All NHL. And, and what we're going to do, actually, is probably move NHL shows to Monday. So we'll probably, because right now we do NFL, right? So we'll probably do NHL every Monday and uh, make that our official day. But like I said, it's opening day and we wanted to do something special. Give some hockey games out for tonight. I'll give my top 10 and we'll just talk a little bit uh, about the differences in this season and what we've seen uh, the last couple of years in the NHL. Special thanks to Woos Media. This is a Woos Media podcast, but Woos Media does much more than podcasting. They are also one of the leaders in online marketing. So if you own a business, know anyone who owns a business and want to start showing up online, on apps, on social media, contact Woos Media online, W-O-O-Z-E media.com. All right, so um, it's really interesting what's going on in the NHL. There's a very new look this year, you know, new divisions, new scheduling, uh, all those kind of things. So what we're going to do is go through the new divisions, let you guys know how the new teams line up, what the new schedules are going to look like. And like I said, uh, I'll end the show by giving my top 10 and then we'll give a couple picks for tonight. And I'm coming out with this nice and early on Wednesday morning. So you guys should have plenty of time. All right, so first things first, the new divisions. Uh, the NHL is doing a new scheduling thing this year because of COVID. They're not allowing teams to travel or play outside of their division. Now, we'll get to the actual schedule week by week here. In a, well, we're not going to go through it week by week, but what it's going to look like for these teams, uh, we'll do that here in a few minutes. But right now, there are a couple big changes. So there are four divisions like always. Usually in hockey, there's only four divisions anyway, but they've shuffled things up strongly uh, geographic. So you're going to have the central division, which is the Carolina Hurricane. Or actually, I can pull up uh, last year's NHL standings 2020. All right, so we can kind of compare the differences here. Uh, the central division will be the Hurricanes. Blackhawks, Blue Jackets, Stars, Red Wings, Panthers, Predators, and Lightning. So a lot of this is the Atlantic Division renamed the Central. Uh, some new additions to this would be the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks did not get a great shake here. I mean, look, they get away from playing the Avs and the, and the Blues, but now they're in a division with the Lightning, the Predators, the Stars, the Blue Jackets, the Hurricanes. The Central's going to be good this year. The Ottawa Senators made their way out of this division. and Well, I mean, in general, right? The Senators, the Bruins, and the Canadians were the three teams who kind of played in the Atlantic uh, with the rest of these uh, teams. The newcomers, like I said, the Stars, the Blackhawks. And uh, the, the interesting thing here is you're getting mix over, right? You're getting Western Conference teams like the Stars and Blackhawks going and playing now in Eastern Conference divisions with the Hurricanes, Jackets, uh, Lightning, things like that. The Predators also moving over from the West to the East. So, you know, instead of just going and naming all these little differences, it may, that may get confusing as fuck. So let's just go through and... Uh, Go through each division. I'll let you guys know the new divisions. If you want to check the difference, you can do so on your own. But like I said, the Central is going to be uh, Hurricanes, Blackhawks, Blue Jackets, Stars, Red Wings, Panthers, Predators, and Lightning. The East Division, okay, renamed the East, is going to be the Bruins, 
the Buffalo Sabres, the Devils, the Islanders, the Rangers, the Philadelphia Flyers, the Penguins, and the Capitals. Uh, so again, you're getting a little bit of that Metro feel here. Uh, Bruins, Sabres, Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, Penguins, Capitals in the East Division. The West Division is going to be a mixture of the Central and the Pacific. Uh, you're getting the Ducks, the Coyotes, the Avalanche, the Kings, the Wild, the Sharks, uh, the Blues, and the Golden Knights. And what I've said about this now for a while is those Central West teams, right? The Avs, Blues, Knights, coming over and playing now in the Pacific, essentially, that's that's a blessing. You know, I'm an Avalanche fan. I'm, I'm from Denver, Colorado, and that is really good news for the Avs. Moving out of the Central with teams like the Stars, the Blues, the Predators, and moving into more of a Pacific-looking division, that's a good thing for the Avalanche and, frankly, the Golden Knights and the Blues as well. And then last, the North Division, which is going to be the All-Canada Division. Oh, it's all Canadian, eh? Uh, the Flames, Oilers, Canadian. Well, I mean, it's all the Canadian teams. So Flames, Oilers, Canadians, Senators, Maple Leafs, Canucks, and the Jets. So once again, I kind of flew through those. But if you guys want to check, it's easy information to find online. New divisions, they're reshuffling things for the sake, like I said, of geography. So that's what the new setup is going to look like this year. Now, they're keeping their 82-game schedule, right? The NBA moved from an 82- to 72-game schedule. The NHL will keep their 82-game schedule, but a huge difference is these teams are only playing in their new divisions, okay? The whole idea of traveling, playing outside division, playing outside a conference is crazy now. It's all about division. As a matter of fact, conferences are kind of wiped here, and all the playoff seating is going to be based on how you finish in division. So these teams, like I just named, you know, the if you're a... Uh, Edmonton Oilers fan, you are only going to play the same six teams all year long. And the way the schedule's set up is you play double headers. And actually, I shouldn't say double headers. I should say back to backs because no games are going to be going on the same day. But if you, you know, uh, the Oilers and the Canucks open up. Opening night, they're going to play two games, and then they go play another two games. So you're playing two-game sets. You're playing a team twice. You're traveling, playing them, playing them again the next day, and then either traveling or staying home. So it's interesting. They're knocking out games in a very unique way. You were seeing college basketball do this too, to where teams are playing two-game sets, back-to-back games, and in some cases... You're playing a team four times in a row. I know there are several times that several teams this year play a back-to-back on the road and then come home and play a back-to-back against that same exact team. So you're going to get situations where you're playing the same team you know, four times in a row this year. And that matters. That matters for coaching, for teams who make better adjustments. Look at the playoffs when we get these seven-game series, right? How often... And how, how, how much things change on a game-to-game basis. You're going to see the same thing here. And this will be a great lesson this year for sports bettors. Because the main thing that good sports bettors understand is that one game should never change your opinion on teams too much, right? If you see one game and you see a team crush someone else seven goals to nothing, we shouldn't reevaluate. Oh my God, that team crushed that team. They're so much better. No, it was one game, one data point, one very, I mean, that's the definition of small sample size, looking at one data point, right? And so it's going to be very interesting to see what do these lines do throughout the year, throughout the week, throughout the back-to-backs? Do they change too much? Can we find value? You know, I have a good feeling. 
If we see value in one team in one game of a back-to-back, we're going to take them in the next game of a back-to-back, right? Because we see value, the market doesn't change too much, and like the market, we don't change too much either. We don't want to be too reactive. So it's interesting. You know, the schedule, you're going to get a lot of these back-to-backs, four games in a row. How's that going to impact certain teams? That is to be told. But right now, I think that the better coach teams, the teams who adjust better, will obviously have a better time of that. So that does it for the new, the new divisions and the actual schedule. It's going to look very, very, very different this year than what we're used to seeing in the NHL. But I'm excited for it. Hockey starts tonight. We got the first game coming up at 2.30 Pacific. And I uh, can't wait. So all right, let's get to my top 10 overall. Uh, for those who have been listening for a while or even for those who haven't, I uh, use a very strong math base for all of my power ratings. And so... Again, this isn't me going through, you know, getting a piece of paper out and saying, okay, who do I think is best? Who do I think is second best? Who do I think is third? So on and so forth. This is all math-based. And honestly, there's some things that jump out to me that I say, really? I have them here. I have them there. But it's the math. It's the model. It's understanding when to trust math and when not to trust math. So my top 10 right now, again, there's certain things in here I might not agree with at first glance, but I have to trust my initial rankings. Number 10, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And what I can do is maybe give my rating because I don't use any... You know, if you guys have listened to the NFL, I use a strict rating system that's points-based. So if I have a team seven points better than average and a team who is average, the team seven points better than average will be a touchdown favorite, right, on a neutral field. That's not how hockey works. Hockey's not as direct with my rankings. My number that I get at the end of these power rankings are kind of ambiguous, so they don't necessarily mean goals or anything like that. But uh, Vegas is number 10. Uh, let's see, moving down the list here, number nine is the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, Pittsburgh has fallen off a little bit this year. They've got uh, uh, Malkin and Crosby, who obviously are two you know, veterans, two pros, but losing Matt Miller, it's all Tristan Jari this year. There's a lot of question marks with what's going on with the Pittsburgh Penguins, but Pittsburgh, number nine, Carolina, number eight. And look, I, I, I don't love Carolina. I had them low last year. I faded them a lot of the, the midpoint of last season. But they play good defense. They're one of those teams that just kind of puts it together. I don't understand. If I were just making this top 10, based on my perception, I wouldn't have had Carolina in the top 10, but they're number eight in my power rankings. Number seven, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Again, losing a couple uh, uh, big-name pieces, but they did a a lot this offseason. They brought in a lot this offseason. So some new pieces in Toronto. It's going to be interesting to see how they look to start the year. Maybe one of the more fluid teams in my rankings, but Toronto is number seven. Uh, Washington, the Capitals, number six. Philadelphia Flyers, number five. Philadelphia made their way up there last year. Didn't have a great ending to the year, right? They went into the playoffs a lot better than they came out, but Philadelphia, a good team. I think they can put it together too. You talk about an underrated young defense that will get better and that I think the market's slow to react on before this or slow to catch up on before the season. Philadelphia is going to have a good defense. So Philadelphia, number five. Number four, the St. Louis Blues. St. Louis, not very impressive last year, but I certainly think they're one of the better teams in the the NHL. Uh, Number three, the Colorado Avalanche. And again, uh, I don't want to overreact because I'm in Denver or be a home or anything like that. But if if, if I blindly did this, I would have had Colorado number one if I just filled these out myself. I I think Colorado is one of the best teams for sure in the NHL, but uh, I've got a cluster at the top. My top three teams are really, really close together. And then there is a gap between Colorado and St. Louis, but I do have the Avalanche number three. Number two, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Again, some offseason moves. Goaltending still very solid. Andre Vasilevsky, top five goaltender in most ratings. Tampa Bay should make some noise this year. Tampa Bay number two. 
And number one, the Boston Bruins. You know, they lost Tory Krug. How is that going to impact the defense? He was the quarterback. He was really important on the power play. But honestly, they have enough around him to keep things going this year and not take too much of a step back. They may take a slight step back on defense, but honestly, I've got Boston as my number two defensive team in the entire NHL. So not too much cause for concern there in Boston. Very, very good team. Even though they did lose Krug, that may be overblown locally in Boston, but I don't think it's that big of a deal in terms of total success this year. So once again, number 10, Las Vegas. Number nine, Pittsburgh. Number eight, Carolina. Number seven, Toronto. Number six, Washington. Number five, Philadelphia. Number four, St. Louis. Number three, Colorado. Number two, Tampa Bay. And number one, the Bastin Bruins. All right, so uh, before we wrap up on today's show, we'll get you guys a couple picks for tonight. And I want to make sure I'm getting some accurate lines. So let's go ahead and pull up some market consensus here. So we're not giving you guys lines that existed yesterday or a couple days ago. NHL, we're talking NHL. We're talking baseball. All right, here we go. Um, oh, interesting. All right, a little bit of live movement, but uh, we are still going to be on a couple favorites. We're riding the favorites today. Uh, we're taking the Edmonton Oilers, minus 135. Edmonton at home against Vancouver. Uh Edmonton made some nice offseason moves. You know, they went out the first round last year in Edmonton, <laughs> in the bubble in Edmonton. And for such a team that's built to, to, to score, well, last year, you know, I love Dave Tippett, their head coach. Last year, they made a defensive change. They started, they started bringing the scoring down, which is good for Edmonton. That's what they want to do. But I think that it kind of impacted their overall scoring. So I'm looking for a more balanced team this year. You know, they can't be so focused on defense. You've got to let those first couple lines get up and down the ice. But either way, I mean, minus 135 here. Vancouver is, they had a good season last year. You know, they have a couple good pieces on defense, but I just think the goaltending is overrated. And again, it's a, it's a real math-based number for me or math-based uh, handicap here for me. But, you know, math-based and just uh, looking at this team in general, I think that they do have a bit of a a bit of an edge and, and some value here, minus 135. But also, like I mentioned, they, they, they had a bad taste in their mouth all offseason. They've been wanting to get back to this point. I have them uh, a little bit better anyway than minus 135 at home. You add everything up, we'll take Edmonton Oilers, minus 135 against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I'm also taking the Colorado Avalanche, minus 138. I have this line, again, it's... It, it, what I do early in the year is so much homework, so much preparation that right now we don't have stats to go off of. We don't have anything to go off of except what happened in the offseason and combining it with our model, right? With our numbers. And there's always a great debate. Do you use all last year's stats? Do you use a blend between the last couple of years? Do you do that for some teams and not other teams? How do you how do you look at a new coaching staff? How do you look at a new, uh, you know players coming in, into new teams? So there's a lot of disagreements with how to evaluate offseason moves. But honestly... Now, I just trust in my process, trust in my numbers, and this is a big value play. Colorado Avalanche, minus 138. I know these are two of the more expensive games tonight, but I do think we're still getting a little bit of value. The third game, and I will lean here. I'm going to lean, and this is the first game of the day. I will slightly lean towards the Philadelphia Flyers. The line is currently minus 110 on each side. It opened up with Philadelphia about a minus 120, minus 125 favorite, and there has been a lot of money on Pittsburgh. I expected this. Pittsburgh is a public team, but honestly, like I mentioned earlier, Pittsburgh's getting older. You know, the core of that team is certainly past their prime. I have no doubt about that. And you look at Philadelphia, what they're doing on defense, that young group who I talked about earlier coming together, underrated, specifically Ivan Provorov, Phil Myers. These guys are good, good top 10 defenders, even top 
eight at their specific positions, they deserve a little more more respect here. And you look at the, the uh, Philadelphia's uh, number one line, uh, Lindblom, Couturier, uh, Travis Konecti. Look at Konecti's season last year, right? You get all these guys who played so well last year coming together. Kevin Hayes, one of the better second-line centers in the NHL. So I just think that when you look at depth, explosivity, right now current ratings for these teams, we've, we're looking at a Pittsburgh team who may be a little overrated. I think the opening line and the market was a lot more at least closer to accurate than what it is now. I mean, I think Philadelphia should be maybe 120, 130. The fact that it's dropped to essentially a 50-50 means a little bit of value on the Philadelphia Flyers. But either way, my two games I, I do like for tonight would be Edmonton minus 135, Colorado minus 138, lean towards Philly minus 110. Besides that, hockey's back. Let's go. Get excited. Yeah, I think we actually have a little, yeah, a little round of applause today. All right, whatever you guys have, good luck. We're talking hockey. Get on the ice tonight. Hope you guys cash your bets, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.